The skeletal remains of a missing person leads them to a male older bride. But here's the twist. Her twin sister is accused of murder. So this is Twisted, an SVU, Law & Order SVU podcast. Hello, everybody. This is uh, BD Rose, and you're listening to Twisted, a Lord of Order SVU podcast, and most unscripted show ever, man. And uh, you can hear us on Anchor FM or Spotify or WordPress. All right? You like like that theme song, y'all? All right, all right. So, um, well, good. We made it though. We in 2022, y'all. Yeah, man. It's been missing for a couple weeks right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's been past, yeah. In my last um, my last show was like two weeks ago. I decided to take a little winter break. You know, get myself together though. And hopefully, um, I went holiday shopping last week. Yo, check this out, man. I mean. Yeah, some the boss told me gave me a gift card at work, man. It's like a fifty dollar gift card. So I went to Target. I got me some T shirts and all that. And then I like I think that's about it though. Oh, check, check this out though. I got like a MTV vintage MTV T shirt, man. I mean with the MTV logos and stuff like that though. I'm just dumb and it looks good. Oh yeah, by the way, I did something else good too. I designed my my t-shirt with the my podcast show on it, man. It's called the Twisted, a Lord or SVU podcast. This is like a sample what I'm gonna wear on my t-shirt. Hopefully, you know, we can get some merch out of this or sell something like that. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna post it up on my um WordPress website soon. So, hopefully, look, hopefully, man, I got some some new clothes on, some new shit and all that stuff. So, it's real, real nice, though. All right, so, let me give you some Law and Order news. All right, y'all. Um, and this is some Law and Order news. And uh, you, you heard the news about uh, Chris North, right? You know, he, you are, y'all remember though? He played uh, Detective Mike Logan on the Logan on the original Law and Order. Well, he's been in the news lately, and it turns out that like several women came forward accusing the actor of sexual assault. Yo, this shit's damage done. I mean. Here, here's what happened, man. Before I get into that, let me tell you this, though. I mean, earlier this year, though, he had a role on the, the Equalizer reboot with Queen Latifah. And um, he only appeared on one episode of the Sex in the City uh, revival called And Just Like That. And they had the character Mr. Big died. I mean, he was doing exercise, and we was about to take a shower. Boom! He had some 
massive heart attack, man. She is. That's messed up, man. Uh, all that eating and junk food, I mean, that's gonna take a toll. Oh, yo, check this out. No, he got the last laugh when he appeared at the Peloton commercial saying that he's alive and well, I don't know. But, let's get to the news. It turns out that several women accused the Yata Chris Noth of sexual assault. Now, that's all messed up. I mean, that's, his reputation is ruined. I mean, he just lost his job on the Equalizer and shit like that, though. And I don't know, he was fighting in the New York City streets, man. And, okay, I remember I used to watch him on the, the original Law and Order back in the days. You know, you know that the show is coming back, right? And every episode, and on the, every episode, he'd be walking around the street with this long leather jacket like he's some kind of a pimp or something. <laughs> And, oh, shit, speaking of pimps, uh, I mean, I heard that the actor Max Julian has died. Y'all remember Max Julian? Um, he did this movie back in the 70s called The Mac. And he's, like, play, he's playing like a pimp, trying to pimp out his whole pimp, pimp, pimp out his girls and stuff like that, though. And um, he's most remembered by that movie. So I just want to bring that, bring that up because I just got the news just now. And um, oh yeah, the actor Max Julian, uh, he was like, he yo, he died on his birthday, which is New Year's Day, and he oh man, I was surprised, man. I mean, he was almost ninety. I mean, man, but he all could he always be remembered as Goldie the Pimp though. And yeah, the Mac is a is a black exploitation movie, so you got to check this shit out. Now, back to um, Detective Logan, man. Uh, he be walking around the, uh, on that Lord Order. He be walking around the street with his long leather jacket, man. I usually like that character, man. Hey, I'm not saying that I'm gay, but I don't have a crush. But he got, he, like, he got style, all right? Just like, just like Madonna said, you you got style? Hmm. Man, I mean, I remember... I remember I used to have like a, a brown leather jacket back in the days until all of a sudden though the collar got tore up. So I had to throw that shit out. Yeah, so anyway, so with the you know the sexual assault charges against Chris Dolph and stuff like that though, you know, it goes to show you just like Sarah Parker Sarah Jessica Parker said, and just like that. Mr. Big is a sexual predator. All right, no, anyway, let's get to the episode. All right, um, this is Law. This is Law and Order, SVU, season two, episode nineteen, titled "Parasites." And we ain't talking about we, we ain't talking about bugs here or anything like that, you know, like you know, flies or bees and shit like that. Like this bee trying to give you a sting, just like the bee stung on my arm. So the episode title is called Parasites, and it aired on NBC on April twenty seventh, two thousand one. So we're getting near wrapping up the second season. This is like the nineteenth the nineteenth episode of season two. Now, here we go. All right, so um, we're at the we outside this um apartment complex um 
No, nah, no, nah, bad yet though. The, um, the scene opened us. The scene opens up in the backyard, and you got these construction workers though. They're they're, they're digging a hole for a jacuzzi, and one of the tenants comes out comes out and tells them that this is the outdoor jacuzzi, and they don't need to dig and stuff like that. And the construction guys though, they just um, following orders because they wanted to put like a hole in there or put some stuff in there to hold this outdoor jacuzzi. So um, <clears throat> I'm saying they so they just try these guys, these construction guys, they doing their thing. And then all of a sudden they, they found, they find a skull that was buried in the dirt. Oh my goodness. I mean, someone got, someone got buried there at, at the backyard. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness though. Okay, so um, the detectives, uh, Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler, though, they arrive on the scene later on, though. And, <clears throat> oh, by the way, they ran into Emmy Taylor. Yo, we have a repeat offender right there, y'all. Who's that that's playing um, the, the Emmy Taylor? Detectives, what do we got? Well, judging from the eye orbits, nasal opening and cheekbone projection, I'd say a Caucasian. Surface of the auricular region puts her under 30. Her? Did you find any clothes? A few scraps. Most of the fabric decomposed. But look at the hips. Wide sciatic notch. Long pubic bone. Definitely female. Cause of death. No obvious knife marks or bullet holes. Hopefully I'll know more after I put it back together. Now how are we getting sexual homicide from a bunch of bones? Check the evidence tree. All right, um, that happens to be Lance Reddick. You know that probably he was on the wire and he was on the he was on the HBO miniseries called The Corner back in two thousand. So he has a recurring role as Emmy Taylor. Taylor I mean Emmy Taylor. Oh, I'm sorry, I got my tongue twisted right there. I mean, come on, yeah. Anyway, though, I mean, um, he like I said, he has a recurring role as um, the Emmy Taylor, something like that, and. He was um he had a recurring role back in season one playing the same person and stuff like that though. Now, where's Tamara Tooney? Well, he, aka Dr. Warner. I mean, Tamara Tooney. You know, I could uh, miss uh, spell that Tamara Tuna. Tamara Tooney. Tamara Tooney. Tamara Tuna. Ah, <laughs> I mean, I mean she's a better choice. So anyway, she's not there this episode, but she'll be back in the next though. Anyway, so um Taylor tells the cops that um, he found he found um, other bones from the ground. You know what happened is the construction workers they found a skull, but Taylor and his crew though, they discovered that they were um, the, they were found the rest of the bones. So it turns out that a human a human body has been buried there. So Taylor looks at the bones and he tells them that it's probably shape of a female. So it turns out. A woman was buried there maybe probably about a couple of years ago in the backyard. So they're trying to figure out who buried that woman and stuff like that, though. And check this out. They also found a crucifix and a dog, dog a collar. Oh, that's some of them, some S&M shit right there. A crucifix, a crucifix and a collar, stuff like that, though. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So... I'm telling you, I mean, uh, Mesa Saver sees everything, something like that, though. I mean, like, a like, woman was, like, buried in the backyard of a house or something like that, though, in other words, so. Okay, so um, we go through the opening of the credits, you know, 
same as usual. And then after that, though, um, we have like uh, one of the um, neighbors is talking to Best of the Stabler, and um, and the neighbor tells them that um, there were a couple used to live there, and um, there was this couple. And let me tell you the couple's name. He tells them the couple's names are the the stat the Stannins. And um, he tells them that they was they was um, arguing as soon as they moved in, and then they argued when they moved out, or something like that. Though, and it turns out that the, the standards they were constantly arguing, and um, he tells them that they moved in back in 1997, that which is like a few years ago. So it turns out that um, <clears throat> the standards were constantly fighting and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, though, the husband leaves his wife for a new wife. And and um, next thing you know is that um, what happened was that the, the Abby or something like that though though she so one night Abby was banging on the on the door on his door and and then she was gonna she was trying to um, threaten his life telling telling everyone he was sleeping with his patients and it turns out that the Mister Mister Stanton was you know Mister Stanton is a doctor a surgeon and then. And his wife's going bugged, bugged the f, bugged the hell out, telling everyone that he was sleeping with his patients and all that stuff, though. So, <clears throat> so, uh, so it turns out though, it's that that um, his ex-wife Abby, he was knocking on his door, banging, trying to come in, and anything like that. Then all of a sudden, this uh, another woman comes out. It turns out to be a new wife. And he calls herself Pam, and next thing you know, he she beat the shit out of her, <laughs> and then. And the neighbor tells the cops that uh, Mr. Stanson likes women who's feisty and shit like that, though. So it turns out that the Dr. Murray's wife number. So we're in the squad room right now. Turns out, and Cragen says, "No, Doctor, Doc, it says the lines or something like that." Though he tells him the Dr. Murray's wife number two, while number one vanishes. Number one vanishes after a fight she had with um, Mr. Stanson's new wife Pam and stuff like that, though. So. It turns out that um, that it turns out um, this is Mrs. Standen or Mrs. Former Mrs. The former Mrs. Standen, though she has been missing after she got kicked out of the house, and um, and it, it it turns out that um, so we in the squad room right now, and then Cragen and doing walk and talk with the detectives, and then Cragen says the thing that. that Craig, Craigan and Stabler, though they talk about what, what about the, um, the uh, how a woman got buried in the backyard of the house, and um, Stabler tells Craigan that there was like a some kind of like a damn fight with them. They did that a couple had a fight while they move in there, and it turns out that he dumped his wife to marry wife number, number two, and um, and then the second wife you know beat the shit out of the um, the, the ex wife, and then after that the the wife's number one bandages sounds like a soap opera and stuff like that though and then even though they read um they read you know they read the um they found they see they look at the pictures of the um, you know the dog collar and um is some crucifix and all that stuff though so and um that is a little messed up though so they want to talk <clears throat> So, uh, Craig suggested they have to talk to this couple called the Stannins. You know, they have, in other words, they need to talk to the uh, Mr. Stanton, right, about this, right? So, 
So meanwhile, the Munch and Finn, right, though, they talked to the landlady because they were asking for the files and all that stuff, though. So she goes to the so the landlady, you know, the you know, you know, that's the one with the one with the, the short red hair, and she's a short lady with the red hair, though. She goes over to the one drawer and pulls out a bunch of files, and it's not needed stuff like that, though. And um, the landlady tells them to check it out. And Munch and Finn look at each other. It's like, damn, this all it's it's gonna take a whole a couple of days. I mean, the files. I mean, they was all messed up and shit like that. You know, something like that though. So, okay, so um, we're in the um, standing apartment, and because I mean, he got a new apartment right now. I mean, and then this is just a this is House of Brad Stan. This is the Stanis apartment. So, so Mets and the Stabler are talking to. Um, Mr. Stanton's new wife, Pam, in the apartment, though. And, um, and then, you know, Pam tells him that, uh, that his, his wife is a damn, damn junkie and shit like that. You know what I'm saying, though? So it's like, she can't even stand him. I mean, next thing you know is that they was like, um, and next thing you know is that his ex-wife, um, who calls herself Abby, standing. You know, she came knocking on the door, and then she had to punch, and then she had to beat the shit out of him, and then before she disappears and stuff like that, though. I mean, she can't even stand. Um, I mean, Pan can't even stand um, um, that girl named Abby or something like that because she's a damn junkie and stuff like that, though. Now, oh, so. Um, Speaking about this junkie, though, I used to have a relationship with this with this ex girlfriend of mine, though. But I'm gonna tell you, she's she's a bipolar, and I found out later on that, that she has a drug habit. I mean, she been she was stealing from she was stealing money from me to feed her feed a fucking habit, something like that, though. It all turned out. I mean, she came on to me because at first she told me some shitty story about her daughter in the hospital after a suicide attempt. And then she feels so lonely, she needs something to talk to. But I turned out to be a damn setter because all she wanted was the damn money, man, because she's trying, she's struggling. So when I gave her some money, next thing you know, she had sex with me in return. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I found out this woman is bipolar, and I can't be dealing with that stuff, though. And when I found out otherwise, when she was doing some dumb shit, though, I had to dump her, left her alone. And then next thing you know, but she wouldn't even leave me alone. She crawling back to me begging and stuff like that. And then, I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, I mean, I was trying to, I was just helping her out though. I mean, cause she was struggling and, and I gave him, gave her something. She, she could go to work, but she was both bullshit and stuff like that though. And you know what? Um, I tried to work things out with her. Forget it. I mean, I left her ass alone, but if I did, if I left her alone and she started cursing me out and shit like that. I'm telling you, she was a mess. I mean, she had a drug problem. And um, I'm going to get to that in a moment. So, however, though, Benson, back to the scene, you know, Benson and Sabler are talking to um, Mr. Mister Mister Stan's new wife, Pam, and they ask her where her husband is. She tells him that um, he's he's at work and stuff like that. So, and, and then tell him that and then Pam tells the costume just to leave him alone in peace or something like that, though. But however, though, we outside the hospital, and um, Benson and Stabler, they're, they're talking to um, this guy, like Brad Stanton, you know, the husband, and his um, 
you know, and Abby is his ex-wife, you know, and they were the ones that were arguing because, you know, she had a drug problem, and then, so, and then now he's dealing with a new wife named Pam. So, so, so Mr., so, um, Brad is uh, talking to Best and Stabler, and, and he tells him that his wife has a drug problem, I mean, and then, um, it turns out that, um, Abby has a, a drug habit, and then he just watched, you know, see Abby self-destruct and all that stuff, though. And he felt, and he felt like he cared for her deep down, stuff like that, though. But um, and Mr. Saber was going to ask you know, Brad, Mr. S Brad, where Abby is, and um, he wouldn't tell him where she is and all that stuff, though. I mean, he felt like. Um, yeah, you know, you know, he 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 was too weak to see he, um his ex-wife Abby self struggle because of the drugs drug habits stuff like that, and he tells he tells Best and Sable that she used to take Xanax. Right now she's taking like different kind of drugs. You know, she'll have like like a bad habit shit like that though. So next thing he knows, his new wife Pam was coming out though, and then Pam was like, "Yo, don't you just leave us and leave us alone." Like piece, he wants he want to talk to you. He want to talk to you and all this stuff though. So however though, Ben, so um, Mr. Stratton um gives um Sabler uh a little a little piece of paper, little piece of paper like a note, something like that, and um, and he tells him don't tell Pam. All right. So next scene, we're at this um. We're at this the A's hospice hostel, something like that, though. Uh, that's what is it called? Okay, so we're in the next scene. We're inside this um, AIDS hospice, AIDS hospice care, and guess what? Um, Benson Sabler, though, they found Abby, and she got like AIDS-related dementia. And the doctor tells him that her ex-husband always brings in flowers every week to keep her fresh, or something like that, though. So. At first, you know, at first, though, they thought that the um, woman that they at first they thought that the um, at first they they fought, at first though they thought that the um, woman who was buried in the backyard though and it turns out they thought she was missing but guess what she's been found and stuff like that so and then and then um, so anyway so Benson asked Saber what we're gonna do now and then Saber was like back to the bones okay so. It turns out that um, the the woman was 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 originally reported missing, and no, no, no. Let me go. Let me start over again. Though. Let me back it up. Let me back it up. 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 All right. I don't want to act like Jay Z wasn't here right now, or Outkast, or anything like that, or Foxy Brown, or something like that. Though I don't want to go like El Nana, like Foxy Brown and shit like that. Though okay. Now, at first uh, during the at first in the, their investigation, they're trying to figure out. If the woman who was buried in the backyard was uh, the missing ex-wife, but it turns out she's found in the AIDS hospital and she's dying of damn AIDS. Though, damn, that's messed up. So, as I mentioned earlier, I used to deal with the ex-girlfriend of mine, and she had a nasty drug habit. And um, in our relationship, and then she seduced me to having sex and all that stuff. Well, guess what? The drugs killed her. I mean, I, I didn't give her no, I didn't give her no drugs or stuff like that. She stole money from me to feed her a damn habit. And you know, check this out. She was even selling her body to like a hoe. 
I mean, she came to me over some BS story saying that she needs company because her daughter's complaining suicide and she's lonely, stuff like that. But it's all big damn setup. So, guys, you got to be careful with these women, man, because they be playing games, try to feed their habit. But in actuality, they're killing themselves. Like, they don't even give a shit about the world. So, I'm going to tell you, don't fall for that BS, though. I learned my lesson, all right? Don't fall for the bullshit. I learned my lesson, all right? So, and as I, as, like I said before, you know, they, at first, like I said before, in the investigation, though, the detectives originally thought the woman that was buried in the back in the buried in the backyard of the house was um, was a missing person. But it turns out that the missing person is found. It turns out to be the damn junkie ex-wife who's dying of AIDS. So we back to square one, back to the bones, as like I said, though, right? So we in the morgue right now, and Dr. Taylor is there, and um, Taylor tells him that they, that um, for the bone structures and stuff like that, he assumes that the woman comes from a European country, though, or probably the former Soviet Union country or something like that, though. He didn't tell the features. So, however, though, so um, Taylor sends him to uh, dimensional imaging, um, a dimensional, a dimensional imaging um, anthropologist, something like that. Uh, no, oh no, no, no. It's a forensic, no forensic geologist though. So the guy's there. He's a forensic geologist, and then he does an Im- digital imaging on a skull and stuff like that though. And it turns out you cover it up with the flesh and the and the blood and the flesh and then and then the muscles and stuff like that and the tissues and all that stuff. It turns out to be a woman from some European country, something like that. And Stabler sees it and he tells him just to print it out and shit like that, though. So we back in the squad room right now, and um they looking at the picture of the woman, and so all we gotta do right now is that they have to um go and um yeah, they go and deal with the tenants' files and then something like that, though, and see who lived there in the uh, the houses and the complex where they had the backyards and stuff like that, though. So Benson, Sabler, much of them are calling certain people about who's who and stuff like that, though, and then they ain't get nothing, something like that, though. So, <clears throat> so however, though, they have no luck, so. I mean, Ben's found one, much got five, and they got three, something like that, though. So Sable was like, come on, let's take the things the missing persons. Okay, so Benson and Sabler admit the missing persons office and stuff like that. And they got this guy by the name of um, Reynolds. I mean, oh, no, as in like Burt Reynolds. But I'm going to tell you this, Burt Reynolds is doesn't it's not in this episode, all right, though? So they call it Reynolds or Reynolds and... He's some white dude with a gold teeth, something like that, though. It reminds me of Mike Piazza from the Mets. I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, my, you remember Mike Piazza? He used to play for the Mets back in the early 2000s, and they hey, were, they were in the playoffs. Nah, I don't think they were. They, were they in the playoffs? Anyway, I don't know anything about that, though. So um, the guy, uh, missing person's dude, right, he looked a bit like uh, Joey Fatone from NSYNC and shit like that. I don't know, nah, I'm just saying, though, but I'm not exactly close like Joey for Tony and Sink or something like that. You know what I mean, though. And um, so they um, 
they showed a picture of the um, you know the facial structure of the missing woman and something like that though so <clears throat> and however though they he stable finds a file though it turns out that the um, woman the woman on file is named of Ava Parulis, right? And she has been missing since um, 1998. And, um, and it turns out that um, Ava moved in into the uh, apartment um, back in February 98, and she disappeared two months later, and she missed up like last month's rent. So, however, though, it's like. Um, and, and then she she lived in some she lived in the apartment where the word um and where where someone where so well I don't know she lived in apartment where they had uh a, a bones with birdie something like that turns out that she has been missing since um for like three years and stuff like that but it's two thousand one and stuff like that though so it's like um so however though. I, they found that that um, the the cop that reported her missing he retired in Arizona, and and then another person who reported her missing was a guy named um, George Burden, her um, brother-in-law, something like that, and he lives out in Vigo um, Park, Queens. <clears throat> okay, so Benson and. Um, Stabler head out to Mr. Burden's house out there in Queens, and they meet this little girl. Like she's like a toddler, something like that. She's like three, four years old, and um, and she was like, "Who are you guys?" And we're and then you want to talk to Mr. Burden, and the little girl is like, "And my father told me not to talk to strangers." So Benson and Stabler show the little girl their badges, and then. And then they want to know and find out about about um her, her father, Mister Burden, and stuff like that. So here comes Mister George George Burden comes out of the house. You know he asks her his um daughter to come inside. I mean he's the father of the child though. So Benson and Stabler tells Mister Burden that you reported April for Real's missing like a few years ago. He was like yeah something like that though. And he asked him you found Ava. So. When they try to tell him about the the news about Ava, this lady comes out, and oh my goodness, Benson and Sable are shocked because they see that that's the girl, that's the missing woman on file. Oh my goodness! <laughs> At first, they thought Ava was like dead or something like that, but it turns out that she's alive. Oh, but, but. But it turns out, though, that's her twin sister. That's actually her twin sister, Arena. Now, we go to, that. That leads us to a repeat offender. Now, who's the actress that played um, Arena or something like that? My twin sister, Ava, and I came here five years ago from Romania. She was always bossing me around. She was older by six minutes. Do you have any idea who could have killed your sister? No. All right, all right. That happens to be actress Millie Avatar, and she's a repeat bender. And you know, the last time in there, she 
played the, one of the suspects who stabbed the rapist cabbie to death on the C- premiere episode of S- SVU. The title, you know, Payback, season one, episode one. And, um, and this is her second appearance on this episode. And she will also appear again on season uh, 14, which is the 300 episode. And she plays the mother of a missing kid. So they just, and then she also be there on season 16 and all that stuff. But I mean, yo, Billy, a- Billy Avatar, something like that. I get it right, though. I mean, she's a repeat offender, man. I mean, yo. I mean, I mean, this is probably maybe your second uh, Law and Order appearance or SVU appearance or something like that, though. All right, so she is playing a dual role. She got a dual role playing twins. Even though she don't see actual twins, I mean, you could tell in the picture, though, that she's playing a dual role as a twins because, you know, at, at the beginning of Act 2, we see a picture of the twins there. But it looks like it's been photoshopped, though. I'm not sure about that, though. So, we inside, well, we started Act 2. We inside, we inside um, the house and um, and uh, Arena, right, the twin sister, Abel's twin sister, she tells them that her and her sister came in from Romania back in 1996. And um, they want to start a new life in America, something like that. And then they have a falling out because... Um, she tells the Abba was messing, sleeping around with different kinds of men, and she wanted to settle down, you know, have a life out of her family, something like that, though. And then, and then, and then, and then, you know, what happened was that um, her and her twin sister they had like a falling out, something like that, though. And um, next thing you know is that the next thing you know is that um, she and then she tells him that she met the wrong guy. So, the wrong guy. Are you saying that Ava was messing around with a wife beater or abusive guy or a jerk? I don't know. I mean, she went to the kitchen and stuff like that, though. And then Mr. Burden tells the Benson Sabler about Ava and her her and her sister have been have fallen out and they haven't spoken to each other. And next thing you know is that she. She always be asking for money and shit like that, though. I mean, and next thing you know is that she went missing back in early '98, and then they had a report missing, and they haven't seen her ever since, and all that stuff, though. So, however, though, he Mr. Mr. Burton tells him that Ava is wild as shit, like that. I mean, all she cares about is money, is herself, and just being selfish and stuff like that, though. So. And he also tells them that, that she was um, messing around with this guy. And he, and he tells them that it was a guy named Miss Matt Sloan. Something like that, though. Okay, so um, next scene, we're at the Sloan Importers. And um, this guy, Matt Sloan, he's like an importer, something like that, though. And uh, he used to have a relationship with Ava and he hooked up with some fine expensive jewelry and they had great sex <laughs> yo my goodness but um however though i mean uh she tells him that uh ava had like a nasty nasty attitude if she don't get what she wants and stuff like that though so he decided to end in the relationship or whatever stuff like that though and um that and he the last time he ran into her that she was he she was at the UN and she was messing around with this guy and it was like a diplomat. Oh so 
turns out that the, the she Ava dumped him for a diplomat. What a stupid bitch she is, though. <laughs> oh my goodness, so unbelievable. And so we go to the squad room, and then Craig is talking, doing a walk and talk with Benson and Stabler, and you know, and the same, and then Craig was like a diplomat. And then, you know, the, the Benson Saber tells her that she be sleeping around with a diplomat and porter or something like that. All she counts it, she all she does is she falls for rich men and then with the money and she gets all the expensive jewelry and shit like that though. I mean I mean, I Alba was like a wild, wild woman, man. I mean, she likes to have some fun and shit like that. But her twin sister Arena, she wanted to settle down and raise a family. Ava just doesn't give a shit though. She likes to have fun and all that stuff. Or just fun being the hoe. <laughs> anyway, so um however the much of thing comes in and they did a background check on um Matt Sloan and um they told him that he has been arrested for soliciting prostitution. But I forgot to mention earlier though, and back in the last scene though when uh Benson Sable was talking to Mr. Sloan he had pictures of different women, and Sloan tells him he loves the ladies. Well, <laughs> if you love the ladies, why are you messing around with the damn hoes? You damn whores, man. What's wrong? What's the matter with you, man? Who do you think you are, Jay-Z? You know, I mean, I don't know this white boy. I don't know this white boy's probably like Pip or something like that. I don't know what it is, something like that, though. So, they also mentioned that Sloan mentioned something about a guy who works for the permanent mission of Romania to the UN to the UN. So it's like a diplomat. So Cragen orders Benson Sabler to talk to the diplomat and all that stuff though. And tells him just to be nice and something like that. Well reference got picked up during an undercover vice snake. One kind of soliciting prostitution. And he was very specific about what he wanted. You know, dog and collar the whole works. Well unfortunately his passport showed that he was out of the country when Ava was reported missing. Find out how Abba got into the country and check whether her former landlady has anything more to tell us. What do you want us to do about our friend from the Romanian mission? Well, he has immunity from arrest, but not from talking to us. Play nice, maybe he will. All right, so we're at the office at the permanent mission of Romania to the UN, and um, Benson Sabler, they talked to um, Mr. Tasco. I believe, I think I say it right, Mr. Tosco, right? He's like a um, Romanian diplomat, something like that, though. And he tells him that uh, Ava had a combination of greed and innocence and stuff like that, though. And he liked it with a woman or whatever. And um, the detectives ask him that he, he had a relationship with um, Ava. He denies it, telling him that the business... They, they, it was just only just a business relationship or something like that, though. And he needed, like, a side woman who speaks his language and understands what they're talking about, something like that, though. So he needed, like, a some like a side piece, you know, for the UN and something like that, though. But it was just strictly for business and all that stuff, though. And that, the next thing he knows is he goes over to the window and shows him his orchids and stuff like that, though. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mr. Tosco has this thing for orchids. Or, I mean, I'm not talking about like wild orchid, you know, like with the, the I'm not talking about the group wild orchid with Fergie and the other Chicken Kids Incorporated and shit like that, though. He smell he likes the smell of his orchids and shit like that, though. And he mentioned something about the parasite being in, though. And then 
Detective Olivia asked him, was Alba like a parasite? And he was like, nah, something like that, though. It's like, um, Alba has some kind of thing without her, something exotic, exotic, something like that, though. But that dude, I mean, Mr. Tasco loves his damn orchids and stuff like that because he likes to smell stuff like that, though. So, and, and then speaking of parasites, that's the title of the episode, Parasite. So, I don't know if Ava was a parasite or anything like that, though. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, something like that, though. All right, so, um, meanwhile, though, um, Benson and Stabler arrive at Ava's old apartment, you know, where she was buried, something like that. And the landlady tells him that uh, another tenant occupies the apartment. So she calls the guy's name out, knocks on the door, but there was no answer. So she takes out the key and lets them in. And um, she tells them that the um, album was like the the canary of 13th Street or whatever, something like that, though. And she then the landlady tells Munch of Ben that Abba had like a sugar daddy, stuff like that, though. So they walk around Ava's old old apartment. I mean, she doesn't live there no more. I mean, she's like buried, stuff like that. So they go over to the window. I mean, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she what happened? She missed like um, the last month's rent or something like that, though. And Munch of Ben go over to the window and they see the the backyard, you know, the thing where the Ava's been buried, stuff like that, though. It's, like, tragic, stuff like that. So, and the camera takes a, they did, you know, the camera work, you know, the photography, they take a view of the window, and they see the backyard with the blue thing cover on that, though. I mean, that's, like, a nice shot of the, where the Ava's buried, anything like that, though. It's, a, it's a, like, and Ben was, like, Leading the lady to the grave and stuff like that, taking life to a grave and what's like that. I don't know what it is though. All right, so we back in the Manhattan right now, and um, turns out that um, Ava and um, Ava, Ava, Ava and Sister Rena, that Ava came in five years ago in a Beyonce visa, and, and check, yo, check this out, and she was a mail order bride. Oh my goodness. So it turns out that um Ava as soon as Ava came into the country though, she was um the Ava she she was dealing with this thing called Euromatch and then and they and then she they hook her up with the husband and stuff like that, something like that. I mean that was some sudden. So I know Munch and Finn was doing some dirt and stuff like that on um Ava when she came in the country back five years ago on a fiance visa. And it turns out that um, the she hooked up with a guy named Paul Amos, and then and then they got married and stuff like that though. And it turns out that um, and it's found out that Paul Amos he lives on Long Island. So then um, Benson Stabler go talk to him and stuff like that. Well, Munch and Finn talk with some um, someone Earmatch. You know the you know the the company that hooked up with the husband and groom and stuff like that though. All right, so. We end up we're inside Paul Amos' house, and this 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 dude, Dirk Golf, man, he looked like a bit like Joey Fatone with the uh, NSYNC, and he got like a ponytail. I mean, listen, Ice-T had a ponytail back at SCVU in 2001, so you don't tell me there's this, this like a white pimp. So Paul Amos. So anyway, so okay, Benson Stabler talked to Paul Amos in his home, and then he says that he spent like fifty. He spent like five hundred k for this girl, something like that, and and he decided to take Abba back though. 
And so, so it turns out that yes, she. It turns out that um, it didn't work out because after the ninety day trial, though, he had to dump her because things didn't work out. All what Paul Amos cares about is he wanted a woman just to cook and clean for him and just and a fuck, All right? So, and then he and Paul tells him that's just being that's just being a wife. And I don't know, I don't know if he degraded a woman like that. All he wants is satisfaction, stuff like that, though. And it turns out that um, he was married to Abba for like three months, and then he just. Guy, he just dumped her and got his money back. It's like a refund and stuff like that, though. And the reason why that he uh, and then all of a sudden there's this um, his new wife comes out and her name is Mei Lang and stuff like that, though. And you, you see how Paul is controlling that girl Mei Lang and stuff like that, though. So she asks Benson Stabler they want to drink, and Paul tells her, "Nah, like they're not staying." You know that you know he sounds controlling and shit like that, telling her. I mean, she was just trying to be nice and shit like that, but I'll tell you, Paul is, some, is controlling and stuff like that. So Benson asks him why he had to get rid of Abba or something like that. And then Paul tells him that she was running she was running around with a, some down a dentist. <laughs> okay, so we cut into this, um, this dentist and stuff like that, though. And the dentist tells Benson Stabler that she was exotic and wild and stuff like that. I mean... She had a thing for expensive jewelry, and he met um, and then she tells him that um, her husband has been abusing her and all this stuff because he had to fix Ava's teeth and all this stuff. And he met Ava at some kind of convention, and Ava and the ex Paul, he was there, ex husband Paul, they were there, and then she was clinging on to him because. She said that he's like the he was like the dentist to the stars and shit like that though. You know what I'm saying? And um what happened with the dentist is that, that he used to have a relationship with Ava. I mean, um, because she was trying that he's um that she it turns out she left Paul for this dentist, and then it turns out that he Paul has been abusing her, and then he was taking care of Ava and they had a relationship. But he decided to call off the relationship because Ava lied to him, and because at first she told her that she was like, um, she is she's like a student, and that she had cousins, helping <laughs> helping her and stuff like that though. But turns out that Ted just found out that she was like a male order bride though, because because I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the reason why he had to dump her because he's trying to have like a a professional relationship, lucrative relationship, and then. He didn't, he didn't like the fact that, that the Abba had to lie to him like that. Same claim, she telling him she she was like a student or something like that, and what you might call it though, the male Abba. So, however, though, I mean, he um he was fixing, he was responsible for fixing Abba's teeth, and then Benson was able to ask her the dentist for her metal records, and the doctor doctor was like, "I'm gonna get it for you." Okay, so um we're inside the office of your match and um. Munch and Finn, though, they talking to this chick called Valentina. She's like the boss. We match girls with traditional values with men who want wives instead of partners. You mean stay at home, make my dinner, do the laundry, be available when I need you for sex type of woman? You make it sound so tawdry. Okay, so, um, she, he, so, um, Valentina tells him that Ava was, um, 
dealing with this kid who was uh, hooked up with this guy and she married him and all that stuff, though. But much has been mentioned telling this that the guy uh, roughed her up and stuff like that, though. And Valentina defended herself, saying, if we didn't know, if we knew about the problem, we wouldn't have sent her back to Romania or something like that. So someone sent her back. So, however, she also mentioned that if it ever happens again, though, he. He wanted to. He wanted to send Ava to live with her twin sister, his sister Arena. And Munch and Finn discovered that that they were like, "Do you know about this though?" And then, and then Valentina tells them that the uh, Arena's marriage is a match made in heaven. So, it, oh, but it turns out that the twin sisters dealt with the Euro match since they moved into America five years ago, though. I mean, and then the next right way they hook them up with the husbands and stuff like that, send them up to be married and shit like that, though. So it turns out that Benson Sabler, Benson Sabler found out that um, Arena lied to them. So they confront Arena at the, her house, and then they ask her why you didn't tell them that the uh, Abba was married, and uh, she tells them that um, the guy that she was with um, is probably abusive and stuff like that, though. I mean. He'd be hitting her and all that stuff, and she was like a bad choice and stuff like that. And then, and then they asked her, they tried to hit her too. She was like, I was too, she came this close to stuff like that though. So, she, I mean, I don't know why that the arena wanted to kept it to herself and stuff like that though, about Ava's marriage and stuff like that, because she didn't mention that part that Ava was married. And which she, she originally told them that she was sleeping around with different men because she's a wild child, but she didn't tell them um, that she didn't tell them the part of it was that she was married already, something like that. So some little um, matchmaking company, something like that, called Arrow Match, though. I don't know what it is, though. Okay, so um, we're in the interrogation room, and then and Benson and Sabers grilling uh, Paul, you know, the pon- dude with the ponytail, something like that, though. So, and um, they had something that you like to rough woman up and something like that, though. And um, Paul tells them that there's just uh, he, I'm just being a husband and stuff. He's being a husband and stuff like that, though. And then they, they Benson Sabler is questioning about abusing Ava, stuff like that, though. And he claims that he didn't kill her or anything like that, though. So, Craig and the Captain Craig and interrupts Benson Sabler and tells him to go down to see Taylor at the wharf because he has something to show them. And Craig tells him that he'll, we'll keep, I'll keep this guy on ice and all that stuff, though. So we in the morgue, and Taylor tells them that the bone, that the, 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 they look at their dental records, and there's no way these dental records belong to Edward Perillis. And Benson Sabler realized that the, I think the doctor made a mistake. And, but, Taylor tells him, don't bother. Everything else matches and stuff like that. And Benson and Stabler, they just realize that, yo, Arena is Abba. Oh, it turns out that Abba is alive and Arena is dead. Now, there's a twist right there. Did, 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 did Abba kill her sister and assume her twin sister? Her identity to be the married woman and the mother, something like that, though. That's some crazy shit because it doesn't make no sense. I mean, according to the dental records, you know, they say that the um, that 
that the the because the, the, they'll say that's the these the directors is not uh, a Ava or something like that. But it turns out to be Arena. The, you know the you know the so originally the a woman who was buried there a few years ago turns out to be Arena. And at first the Arena was has a wife and kids, but it turns out that that's actually Arena that was buried in the backyard and Ava's still alive. It's and. Could it be a thing that did she kill her twin sister and and took a lip and then took and then uh, try to live all, and tried to take over her role as a mother or something like that though? That's what I want to find out. So at the beginning of Act Two, you know, Cabot asks uh, Bessie Stabler that she no no she wants proof that 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 Abba killed her twin sister and stuff like that though. So. They don't have enough evidence and stuff like that. So, so all they need to do is, is that they decide to go back to and search, to go back and get a search warrant, search, and go get a search warrant and search um, uh, Abba's or Arena slash Abba's house and stuff like that, though. So, we outside the Burden's house, and then Benson, Sabler, Munch, and Finn go in there looking for Ava, who is um, taking over her twin sister's role after she killed her. Next thing you know is they look around the house and no one's there. But it turns out that, I mean, Ava took all the money out of the box and and all that shit. I mean, she just packed up and broke out in a hurry. Oh, my goodness. That So so, the, so when they start, while searching the house, the cops discovered that Ava had split and took the money with them. And then she, from the box and stuff like that, though. So... Benson Stabler talks to the husband, and he doesn't believe that the arena is dead and that Ava is, is actually is living in an arena, something like that. He couldn't believe it, stuff like that, though. So he couldn't believe that the arena is dead and her twin sister's Ava is um, taking over. But they showed him the necklaces and the pictures, and they showed him a note. He doesn't believe it at first, and then they show him this piece like a crucifix, and I don't know anything like that. Huh? And then the husband starts breaking down and stuff like that, though. And this, um, so he tell he tells um, Benson Stabler that um, that one night um, Ava was in trouble, and then Arena tells. Aridia tells him that he gotta go and look for Ava and stuff like that though. And um she didn't come back till like three in the morning. And without that, she just like didn't say nothing. She felt like feeling she feels sick for the next couple of weeks. She, she didn't want to come out of the house and stuff like that though. He didn't realize that um that Ava killed her twin sister. I mean, why? And then next thing you know is you had and then out and he kill, and next you know Alva kills her twin sister and then pretends to be her, her and stuff like that be sick and stuff like that and it's, it's like you want to keep it sick secret for a few years we're gonna go get to that and stuff like that though so Benson Sabler asked her where's her daughter and uh, Mr. Burns was like oh my god we go over to the preschool stuff like that and then Mr. Burton finds uh, his daughter a little. Julia, you know, the one that I mentioned earlier, she was talking to the cops and stuff like that, though. And um, the teacher tells them that um, 
the the mother came by 20 minutes earlier and she seemed like upset and all that stuff though so and um the little girl julia she tells Benson sabler that um her her mother gave her like a necklace and just to remember or something like that though and she also mentioned about the puppet and stuff like that named paul something like that though the puppet guy and he forgot the guy's name, but he likes to entertain the kids as like a puppet and stuff like that, though. And she also messages about a girl named Valentina. She tells him that she's nice too. Oh, that's the Valent. That's a Valentina, you know, the boss from Era Match that Munch and Finn interviewed her earlier, something like that, though. So there's gotta be a connection with um, Ava and um, Valentina. So. We back at the squad room. Turns out that Ava cleaned out the clean out the bank accounts early in the morning, and then she even took money from the house early in the morning, also something like that though. And it turns out that um, Valentina Valentina was like um was had like a partner with her or something like that because um they mentioned something about uh, uh some, some kind of puppet. He had like an accent. And they discover it's probably it's probably Mr. Tosk. I don't know. I'm not gonna mention that name, but it turns out that the Ava had like a business partner along with her, so like that. So, so as it, all you gotta do is they have to execute a search warrant for Valentina and Euro match and stuff like that, though. So, and so it's like um, so it turns out that um, we inside the office of Euro match, and then much of been have a search warrant to find Valentina and shit like that. Right, so um, and then there's this guy with the glasses comes out. I mean, he looked like a bit like Keith Aaron and shit like that. Though I don't know what it is. Some dude with the receding hairline and the glasses, and he tells him that Valentina's not here and all that stuff. Though, so it, like, turns out that Vin was like, we, it feels like we got like a like we got like a murder in the hand, something like that. It was like, nah, nah, did I say murder? I don't know what it is though. They, uh, they have a search warrant look for Valentina because um she was like um they want to arrest her for um just saying about this um some some something or something like that I don't know what it is I mean I'm, well, I'm bringing it up. I mean, I'm jumping the gun right here so hey much of Finn though they got like a search warrant look for Valentina because she's um probably responsible for arena's disappearance and something like that though because they suspect that valentina that killed arena i don't know what it is something like that though and we don't know it was i mean so but however we don't know i don't know i'm not gonna i don't know what into the story though i mean so however though much of finn asks where's valentina and the guy works at Eurofast. she tells her that she's working at she got she got another office somewhere in a warehouse down in chelsea so guess what? The, the cops come in, and the, the Benson Stabler, much of Finn comes in. And it turns out though, it's it's like a it wasn't a it wasn't a sweat house, but it's like a damn poorhouse. I mean, you got like women being held against their will, and you got this um brunette haired white lady though. She's running around the office, calling shouting, "Police! Police! Police! Police!" And and then uh, they the cops stop her, and they tell her that uh, they want to look for Palantina and stuff like that though, because. It turns out that it is like a damn brothel or something like that. Well, a whorehouse, I mean. They want to find out where Valentina is. 
and then she tells she tells him that she's in the office. So guess what? Um, Munch and Finn drag Valentina out and they arrest her, and they want to find out where's Ava stuff like that. And she ain't. And she was like, "I'm not gonna tell you shit." So they had to take her away. Munch and Finn come in the room, and then and they see a, a a lot of money on the table, and um, Ava is in there, and then. She put her arms around this woman who turns out to be her little sister named Oscana. So, and then Benton and Slaver, they arrest um, Abba for the murder of her twin sister, Arena. And then she, and then Abba was like, well, then they ask her what they ask Abba, what the money is for, though. And um, Abba says, I was buying her freedom. Because, you know, it turns out that the money that she stole or took out of the bank account, though, she used that to... Uh, by her little sister freedom to keep her away from Valentina and stuff like that. So so they arrested um they arrested they, they so they arrested Abba for the murder and stuff like that though. Now we're in an interrogation room and Abba defends herself saying claiming that she did not kill her sister and stuff like that though. But she, I remember however the it turns out Abba says she she didn't kill Arena. So she tells them that whoever got after her was actually going, whoever got after her twin sister Arena was going after her. So she remembers one night though, though she sees this guy um, burying this girl in the backyard. And uh, and then he, and then next thing you know, it turns out to be um, able to see her sister Arena. So she decides just that uh, she claims that she buried her there. I mean, she didn't kill her. She didn't kill her, but she's buried her there because she sees this guy outside of the um, office backyard and stuff like that. And then she goes to take a closer look. And then, no, no, office backyard, it turns out, it turns out to be Sister Arena. So she got a bag and stuff like that. And then he had to dump her in the underground and stuff like that and buried her. And then she put the crucifix in a dog collar because she wanted to erase her past. And about her, um, her baby little sister Oscana, though, She's trying to get her out of this place because it turns out that that, that um, Valentina is dirty and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know she denies killing her, but she knows she someone knows she knows who did though. So we're in another room, and I think in another room, and Munch and Finn is talking to uh, Oscana, and then Munch and Finn tells her Munch tells her that. Um, Abba, kill, Abba killed her sister Arena and all that stuff, but Oscana says not. That's not true. Abba wouldn't kill her sister like that though. And she tells him that she mentioned something that it was Valentina had it has something to do with killing Arena and stuff like that though. And um, she also mentioned that that she was dealing with, with uh, Valentina and Euro match and all that stuff. And then they were going to offer her a man a marriage. But it turned out that the pig lied. She, she lied to her. And then she tells him that uh, Scott is being held against the will and shit like that, though. So, and um, <laughs> she's being held against her will, something like that, though. And um, it turns out that um, it wasn't like male or brides, though. I mean, they, a Valentina was promoting prostitution and she had one being held against the will. I mean, that's foul. 
and us and it kind of says that um that 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 Valentina killed uh, Arena, and if anything happens to them, you say she she want she wanted to get out, and then they and Valentina threatened her, saying that they're gonna kill her sisters if she decides to tell and get out, stuff like that. Though, so we're in this other office, and Cabot comes in, and she confronts Valentina, and she's gonna charge her with the murder, stuff like that, and Valentina was like. Murdered? I didn't kill nobody. Who did I kill? He said you kill yours. You you responsible for killing or him? I was twin sister Arena and stuff like that though. And um, Valentina said that she wants a lawyer. I mean, she had nothing to do with it. She had nothing to do with her death though. And uh, and then Kyle tells her that yeah, she Valentina wants to leave. And then Kevin's like, Nah. I mean, you might as well go to Rikers because you you in Trumpton murder. And then. And Valentina has nothing to do with Arena. I mean, so she probably have um probably got like a partner with her and stuff like that. So she's not gonna be saying anything like that though. So so um Kevin tells Craig in that she shut her down, asking for a lawyer and stuff like that though. So it turns out that her partner it turned out to be um uh, he said Valentina's probably be working for somebody. So. We want to find, they want to go find out a search warrant. You don't want to find out who that partner is. So, and then Craigan wants to find, they want to find uh, Valentina's silent partner. And then Craigan also messages, they want to bring Mr. Burden in. And also, so we back at the offices of Era Match and Munch and Finn execute a search warrant for Valentina and trying to look for a partner, something like that, though. So, and, um, they didn't read, there's a guy with the glasses is there again, and then they mentioned something about um, an accessory to murder and shit like that. Though I mean, I mean the guy, the four, the four, the guy with the four glasses, he was like scared and shit like that. Though, so it turns out that um, that that, that he, he they 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 a bunch of fans asking for files and who a partner is and something like that though. And then the guy with the glasses said he'll get the he'll get the um, thing for you and stuff like that for the files and stuff like that though. We back at the um, swab room. It turns out that Valentina partner is the diplomat that Benson Sable interviewed earlier. Is called Mister Tosku. Yeah, the orchid loving dude and shit like that though. So, okay, so we outside the interrogation room and officers there and outside the interrogation. In, outside the interrogation room, you got Mr. Burns out there talking to Mr. Stabler, and he realizes that um, he he try he asked him and they have a that the twins have like a younger sister, yeah, and they t- and they and Mr. Stabler tells him that um, I stole took stole the money from the house and the bank account to buy her freedom and stuff like that though. And uh, Mr. Vernon feels like nervous at first, though. So he so so he goes in there and talks to uh, he confronts Ava and stuff like that, though. And she tells them that she'd been living a lie for the past three years, and she tells him that um, our, and Irina was looking for her. And next thing you know is that. Um, 
Miss uh, the guy got guy Mr. Tasu probably got her, and then he tells her that the other night when she came to the apartment, he he sees a guy with this with uh, Arena. She goes over to see that she's Arena is dead, and then she had to bury her and all that stuff. And then next thing you know is that she came back to him pretending to be her twin sister, and she was sick. And the husband was like. How can you live a lie or something like that, though? I mean, did you kill him? And and Alba was like, I, she wasn't there. She don't know who killed her. He She doesn't know who killed Arena or something like that, though. But if she told him, you know, they would be in great danger. So she decided to keep it to herself for three years in order for just to be safe. And and he know and um Alba knows about that Mr. Tasku and Valentina and stuff like that, though. And she tells them about that, they will be danger and then they will be die. So she decided to keep her mouth shut. They just pretend that everything's okay. So to, so to prevent them from being in some danger and shit like that, though. And it turns out that Ava was maybe a lie to him for three years and pretending to be her sister and all that stuff. It's like, um, and, um, and, um, this, um, Mr. Burn already knows about the Tosco guy. I mean, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's like the opposite have that little secret and stuff like that, though, for three years. And the husband, Mr. Burns, discusses saying, how can you live by yourself, though? And, um, and then, well, he knows, she, she knows, and the cops know that, that she didn't murder her sister, because so they gotta find out about, um, Mr. Tosco, something like that. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, though. Yeah, so she almost says that tells Mr. Burns that Mr. Costco murdered her twin sister Arena, something like that, though. So after Mr. Burns confronts Ava, the interview is over. Kaba decides to talk to, uh, to a friend of hers, get in contact with a friend of hers. So next scene, Kaba is outside on the street. She's walking with this guy who calls himself, um, I forgot, I forget, I forget. I think it was like um, what's this guy's name? I'm trying to figure it out, but he's like um, I forgot. A Greenwald, Mister Greenwald, that's his name. I mean that the the guy whose cabin talked into is Mister Greenwald, and they're trying to see if they can waive Mister Tosco's immunity. And Greenwald's like this is gonna be risky. So we inside the office, and Mister Tosco got a lawyer with them, and then cabin and um. Mr. Greenwald, they're, they're trying to um, weigh Mr. Tosco's immunity and all stuff. And Kaba shows Tosco a picture of Arena, and it is so tragic. And then, however, though, he denies it, whatever, like that, though. But he, all that's immunity, something like that. Uh, he says that um, the lawyer, Mr. Tosco's lawyer, says enough, nothing you do. If he does something criminal like that, then he will be sent back to his own country. So guess what? It turns out that Mr. Tasu is gonna walk. I mean, but he had to be deported back to his own country. He did something something bad like this, though. So we back at the squad room in the precinct, and then they don't like the fact that Mr. Tasu is gonna walk, though. But they need to find some physical evidence about that thing. About the um, we need to find some physical evidence about did you really kill um Arena? So. We at the. Um, it turns out that they read the file. It turns out that her 
most of her clothing has been decomposed. But however, though, she had like a bunch of like panties and shit like that, though. So they had to go sample this panty. So they best to say we go see this uh, anth- um, anthropologist or something like that, though. And um, they mentioned something about the soil and the panties and the, and the technology, something like that, though. Cause it, what happened was that they, 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 it will take like maybe like maybe like ten weeks to get a couple or maybe a couple months to get a sample for signs and evidence stuff like that. So however, the anthropologist though he brings out these little small bottles and because they had to deal with the, the sense of the smells of the flowers and stuff like that though. And then Benton Saban want the results ASAP. And then in there, even though the doctor tells him it's gonna they be taken by maybe days or something like that. But Sable says we want them. We want the samples of the panties right now. Okay, so we we're outside the permanent mission of a mania building, and Benson Sabler wait for Mister Tosco to arrive. Mister Tosco comes out. He was like, "Good morning. You want to see me be deported?" And however, though, they did. The Benson Sabler arrests Mister Tosco for the murder of. Arena Burden. <laughs> and then Mr. Tosco was like, you don't have no evidence to prove that. And then they, they tell him, yeah, yeah, your orchids. It's your orchids. Smell your orchids. <laughs> and Sable was like, you should have washed your hands. should have washed your hands before you murder her. <laughs> so he killed Arena because the orchids and they took the samples. I mean, all this technology and stuff like that, though. <laughs> Oh shit, that was a funny line right there. You say you should have washed your hands before you murdered her. I mean, they could tell because why? Because he had to, he had to smell the orchids of his hands, so they just arrested him on the spot. That means he ain't going back to Romania anytime soon. You go, you're a dip, and, and they also mentioned telling that his diplomatic diplomatic immunity was lifted, had been wait, lifted. It was done because of what he did, though. So. The guy lost. The guy lost his power. Is is game over? Okay, we're at the cemetery right now, and um, Arena's getting getting a proper burial, something like that, though. And um, Mister and Mister Burton thanks the detectives and all this stuff for their work. And the, the Benson Saber tells them the tech. To text to tell them that they'll thank them when um, Mr. Tosco is on trial and um, or be been sentenced and stuff like that, though. So after that, after Mr. Burner leaves with his daughter, they see Arena standing there. And no, 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 excuse me. Did I say Arena? Oh, my goodness. I slipped in the tongue. Excuse me. I said Ava. The best to save her spot, Ava. And they walk over to her. And I was like, my sister could rest in peace right now. So Benson Sable don't say anything and then they just let her be and then Ava's just sobbing. You know, I mean and, you know, I mean she's she knows that her twin sister is gone and you know she's cleared of the murder and stuff like that. And episode ends right there. And that's it. The episode. You know, uh, I forgot. I left out one thing, man. Turns out that the Romanian diplomat, though, he was a pimp. I left that out on my notes. 
okay, my show was mostly unscripted, but I just write down like notes. So, so hey, wait, I don't want to mess up though. I mean, you know, this is a this is a not a family show. It's like I'm saying though. So the, anyway, the Romanian diplomat was like a pimp, and he's like a murderer. That's what it is though. I ain't no white boys with with a lot of money though. They be doing some crazy ass shit, just like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, I know his girlfriend, Gazelle Maxwell, though, she got, she got like, like 60 something years in prison for bringing Jeffrey Epstein and girls and then underage girls and, and he, and to, so he could rape them and all that stuff, though. I mean, yo, man, she is one cold bitch. I mean, I mean, Epstein be lusting after these little underage girls, man. So he's like a sexual predator, man. So. Yeah. Anyway, you know what's what's been on my mind though. I mean, I've been saying this for the past few weeks. Um, there was a showrunner on Law Order SVU called Neil Bear, and for the past few shows ago though, I said I was gonna interview him on my show, and I'm still trying to do that. I mean, no one got back to me, and that guy Neil Bear didn't get back to me, so I went to his Twitter account. And I said to him, and I wanted to interview you on my show, but he didn't respond. So I'm gonna try again, see if I could add, add, I could bring him on my show for an interview and ask him a few questions. That's my goal. I, mean, I ain't gonna check it out right now, so that's what I'm gonna do, man. So I mean, you know, Neil Barry though, he was a showrunner for Law and Order SVU for like ten years now. And before he left, and then and then Warren lately came in, something like that though. So all I wanted to do is just ask him several questions on uh, Neil Bear, about, and I want to ask him a question about um, season two episode Runaway, see if he had anything to do with it though, and like doing some retreats and all this stuff though. That's my goal, man. Okay. Now, I'm right now. Let's. I don't have that much to say, so I'm going to say is I'm going to be going out like outcast. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jackson, you know what I'm saying? I'm just for real. All right, so I'm be back next week with a new show, a new episode. All right, so next week we're going to bring in the all-star episode over here. I mean... You know, season two. So, and we're gonna bring in a new recurring character, then new, but you know, it's two thousand one. So I'm not gonna say that like that though. So, I right, so I just this is Mister B D Rose, and you're listening to Law and Order SVU. What the fuck? Oh shit! I'm see. Oh shit! I messed up, man. Damn. What the? I was gonna say. What? I was gonna say the f word. I was gonna say what the fuck? Oh, oh my goodness! I messed up again. Anyway, so. This is BD Rose, and you have been listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. And it's available on Spotify. It is produced, written, and directed by me. And I it's like I got a one man show and all that stuff though. Right? So you can listen to us um on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, Google, and all that stuff, all right? And um I just wanted to say happy Hanukkah, y'all. All right. This program was recorded in my house. In my house, like the Mary J girls. Woo!
in my house. In my house. Oh, I sing like shit, though. I'm out of here.